Escaping the Odds podcast is a movement of freedom in the physical and financial sense. We highlight people who bounce back from prison by switching hustles and a mindset. See, business has always been a part of my DNA. I just went about it the wrong way, which sent me to federal prison for nine years. I'm bringing out dope stories of triumph that's meant to inspire and educate to take you to the next level. And no matter where we come from or come from under, we can set ourselves free and escape the odds. What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for tuning in to Escaping the Odds. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. We got some dope stories for y'all today. Formerly incarcerated men and women who are now entrepreneurs. Let's get it. Thank you all for all of the support. Escaping the odds, really, really, really appreciate it. But I would really appreciate if you all continue to subscribe and review, 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 review my podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, especially Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, Anchor.fm. I'm trying to shoot it to the moon, y'all. Let's get these stories out here. Escaping the odds, opportunities over penitentiaries, we're continuing to unlock freedom. Thank you all for tuning in to another dope episode of Escaping the Odds. And as as last week, we are celebrating International Women's Month. And today, I have a young lady on with an extraordinary story. We had the opportunity to really uh, sit down and talk with her. And she she's doing so much. Um, but today, she's going to talk about some of her endeavors that she's doing. Miss um, Coco Davis out of Chicago, west side of Chicago. West side. Uh, spent a significant amount of time in federal prison. And she's going to get into that. And um, she really had a dope story, and let, let's get into it. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. Thanks, Thanks for coming through. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. Um, so your whole experience in the system, kind of a unique situation. Um, I often don't get the opportunity to talk to many women that were incarcerated, but as you and I know, the women population is a growing population mm-hmm. in the system. And um, for whatever reason, and so I just want to kind of get into your whole experience and how how that even happened for you because um, you were a first-time offender. Yes. Right, and got hit with a significant amount of time. Yes. And a lot of people don't know that the federal system will crush you, you know, um, but it didn't crush your spirit. It crushed my spirit. Exactly. So, so how did it all come about? Like, what happened? Well, it started off with... Um, a simple phone call. Okay. It was a simple phone call uh, made to a pager that I literally thought was broken. Okay. So you said a pager, so we're we, we going, we going back. <laughs> uh, 1999 is okay. when the case started. Okay. Um, it wasn't you no know, investigation. Uh, okay. um, it was a simple phone call from um, a, a young man who was my supplier. Okay. He had got um, caught up with a truckload full of uh, cocaine. Okay. And he decided to set some of the people up who he was selling to. Well, and I was one of them. He called my pager, which I thought, like I said, my uh, the pager was broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband uh, just one day heard the pager going off and decided to call the number back on the pager. 
And when he did, that was uh, the worst thing he could have ever done mm. was return that call. Okay. And that started an investigation. Okay. Because when he returned the call, they immediately started talking about a drug deal. Mm. You know, uh, but we hadn't even heard from him in like over a year. So I was kind of like wondering where he at, you know, but. That wasn't, that wasn't fishy to you at all? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. But, you know, you always have in the back of your mind, mm -hmm. I'm going to shoot this last deal. I'm done. You know, I was already pretty yeah. much cool. So basically, this was it for you? Uh, in my mind. In my mind, I was saying that this last run okay. was going to be it. Okay. I'm going to make this large purchase. And this was going to be it. Okay. So when my husband answered the call and they started talking, I had just walked back into the house mm -hmm. from dropping my kids off at school. Okay. And he passed the phone to him, which made me conspire with him mm. and the caller. So when you say, hold on, let's, let's go back. Right. You said conspire. When you could, that made me conspire like, like, with like, him. As you and I both know, these conspiracy laws are crazy. Oh, right? oh in the federal yes. system, but yes. our audience. They don't know anything know. about conspiracy. Right. So you said conspire. Can you kind of go into that a little bit? When two or more is engaged in a conversation that's trying to make or going to make a transaction when dealing with drugs. Okay. Fraud. Anything. Murder. Right. Any of those things, money laundering. Mm -hmm. You conspire with the person because you willingly know what that person was doing. That is what conspiracy is. They say, uh, conspiracy uh, a jointly is. undertaken activity. Yes. <laughs> in their words. Yes, in right. their words, right. right. They want to just brush right. it up. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, just moving right along. So that uh, prompted the investigation, and the phone call continued to happen like two days. Okay. And they said I set up the deal with um, with my supplier, mm -hmm. um, literally at the Rock and Roll McDonald. That's what okay. the transaction downtown was. Chicago. Downtown Chicago okay. at the Rock and Roll McDonald. Felt like that was a safe spot. I've, I, it was in the open, you know, okay. because, um, being a woman. you know, because no, not just being a woman, you know, okay. I just wanted to just negotiate some prices, you know, face okay. to face. So meet me there. Okay. So I met him there and, and I seen, actually seen with my own eyes, the guy in the car who I was supposed to be meeting, which wasn't the guy I was talking to my supplier. It was an informant. It was an informant, mm -hmm. but it was an, it was a DEA. Okay. It wasn't no one trying to set me up or cooperate against me. Right. It was literally the DEA right. posing as the informant. Okay. So I see one of the guys over there with a black hoodie on at the telephone, and I peeped it. I'm like, oh, something's not right. Mm -hmm. So my first initiative was to leave. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I put the car in uh, uh, rear view to bag out, mm -hmm. DEA, ATF, and FBI came from everywhere. But they didn't have anything on you. They only had money. But they didn't have you... Even meeting with him? No, I wasn't meeting with the supplier. I was meeting with the informant, which supposedly been the supplier. Okay. However, what made it an attempt is mm -hmm. because I showed up at the scene. Okay, right. So I got charged with conspiracy with an intent to distribute over 150 kilos of cocaine and mm -hmm. one kilo of heroin. Mm -hmm. Wow. Which prompted me later on down the line, I went to trial, which gave me a sentence of 268 months, which told a uh, in years, 21 years and 10 months. Okay. That's what they gave me, gave me because I went to trial. First time offender. First time offender, you know. Um, yes, they gave me 21 years and 10 months. After doing yeah. the, um, after being sentenced, I can clearly, and I'm just clearly right now to this day, mm. still remember everything that that judge said to me at the time of my sentence. And the main things that stood out to me mm -hmm. that I would never forget. And he said to me, Ms. Davis, the sentence that I'm opposed on you 
today, you're not going to like them. But by the time you come home, your kids will have kids. Mm. So deep down inside, I'm like, oh, this must finna, he finna give me a lot of time. Right. So did you, you already, I'm, I'm sure you may have already know of range you were dealing with. Yes, but I'm still thinking that, okay, if I go to trial, just maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe, they'll give me 10 years. Okay. You know, just, you know, I'm not finna cooperate. I'm right. not finna give the government what they want. Okay. I'm not finna snitch on nobody. I'm mm-hmm. not finna set anybody up. Mm-hmm. If you got what you got, then you use it. Mm-hmm. And that was my mindset, you know. It was my mindset that I'm not I'm not finna do this here. Right. You know, you got me, why get everybody else? Right, because you know, as you and I both know that a lot of times the government, especially with a woman, they're gonna throw them kids in you, they're gonna dangle the kids in your face and say, Okay, this is the reason why you should cooperate. They never said the judge made sure that my kids' name never be mentioned. Right. He even refused to even have my kids in the courtroom. Yeah. Because when I left them they was ten and eight. Wow. Mm. So how was that whole experience for for them, like, you know, what are your your thoughts behind everything? Well, having to leave your children as ten and eight, leaving my leaving my kids. You know, I was forced to leave my kids. It wasn't my choice. Right, it wasn't my choice to leave my kids. Mm-hmm. I did everything I possibly can do besides cooperate with the government to be home with my kids. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing that any man can do is to separate a mother from her kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those lonely nights, those uh, 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 weary nights. Just wondering, is my kids okay? Mm-hmm. Wonder is my kids safe? Wonder is my kids warm? Wonder have my kids eating? That takes a toll on a mother. Yeah. And it's really hard for a man to understand because you guys are men, yeah, no but doubt. a mother, yeah. we there to nurture these kids. I agree. Yeah. You know. So, and my kids is um, my daughter. Her birthday is today. I today is that, my yeah, daughter's birthday. Yeah. Yes. And she's twenty seven. So she was eight when I left. Right. She was eight. My oldest finna be 29. She was 10. Yeah. So imagine what the kids go through. It's not, I had to like really, really get it in my head. Mm-hmm. What about the kids? Because kids not even spoke on. So, okay, now, you, now you're sentenced and you're headed to federal prison for the first time. That whole experience, what was that, what was that like? Oh. Because in the federal system, you're not only just surrounded by people that's from Chicago or Illinois as like the state penitentiaries, but it's people from all, all over the country, yes. all walks of life, yes. rich, poor, white, black, Hispanic, yes. every different socioeconomic background. So how was that? That was an experience. That's an experience that you really can't even explain because once they sentence you, you're no longer awarded the U.S. Marshal. Now you're awarded the FBOP, Federal right. Bureau of Prison. Right. And my uh, experience in... And they sent me to one of the roughest, I, I think, uh, uh, FCI mm-hmm. that they made for women. And that was Danbury, Connecticut. Okay. You know, I'm You're thinking. Way on the East Coast. Yeah, yes. Way out your <laughs> element, right? Yeah. So, you know, I was, pit, I was put in a, 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 a prison with 1,300 women with 1,300 different personality, mm-hmm. all walks of life, all different type of culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was like, where am I? Yeah. You know, I thought I was on a foreign land. You know, then at one point I thought that it was a co-ed because it was women walking around there that looked like men. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Is, is this men and women? Yeah. You know, but, you know, I I, I, I had to digest that. Exactly. You, know, you had to adjust with it. Right. I had to adjust real fast. Right, yeah. Real fast. But it, it took me a little longer than others, yeah. you know. You so know, I read a book. You may have read it, too. Um, it's called Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankel. He was a um, Holocaust survivor, mm-hmm. and he 
he went through experience of being in the Holocaust and being, you know, um, basically incarcerated, right? And one of the things I got from that, that when man can get used to anything, and I experienced that, like, a lot of times, like, what you think you can't get through or can't get used to or even, I would say, tolerate, mm-hmm. that you, you're you going to make it through. Like, a lot you're of people say, wow, through. how how do you do 20 years? How do you do 10 years? I say, you will. You will. You're going to get it. through it. You just do it. You just do it. After a while, right? After a while, you're you gonna just do, do it. it. And, you, and you're going to tolerate certain things. You're going to get by. You're going to get by. You're yeah. going to tolerate things that you wouldn't tolerate even on the street. Exactly, right. You know? But it's survival, though. Yeah, you, yeah, and I had to get in. I had to get in my survival mode, and, and I had to get beast mode. Yeah. You know, because like I said, I'm different. I'm dealing with so many different women, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of them got attitude and some yeah. don't. Right. You know, and they put me there with, you know, women who got life sentences, yeah. you know. And different mentality. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in the... In, in my journey, you know, I, I never gave up fighting. I never gave up fighting, and I never gave up any parental rights. Yeah. I was always in contact with my kids, yeah. and I was always in that law library finding cases and that, that looked like mine. Right? And it paid off. Let's talk you know, about that. That's, yeah, let's talk about it. So, you know, in um, 2005, um, the Supreme Court ruled on the Booker and the fan. Fan. Right, which mm-hmm. that is where the judge have the discretion to resentence you if the sentence was harsh. Mm, okay. So, and at that time, I was still on my direct appeal. Okay. So you had a, you had a had, way to get back in the court. Yes, I was. I was still fighting. Right. I never gave up. So I was already on my direct appeal. Then uh, they shot it down, and I was denied. Then I filed. They filed a motion to the Seventh Circuit Court, which is in Chicago, the Northwestern District, uh-huh. Northeastern District. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Seventh Circuit Court, they shot my motion down. Okay. And my last motion was to file to the Supreme Court. Okay. And when my attorneys filed to the Supreme Court, that is how I got back because they had just passed their law yeah. and I already had a, um, my case was still ongoing. Exactly. So I benefit from it. Okay. So after um, a few months, uh, I received a... Uh, um, called to my unit team mm-hmm. to give me my legal mail, and the, I opened it up, and it was saying that my case was vacated, set aside for resentencing. Yeah, like a hidden lottery. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, and at first I didn't understand none of that. So yeah. I go back to my room. I mean, like literally, like running. Yeah. You can hit off. Say, hey, Davis, no running on the compound. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I just kept going. going. You know, I just kept going, and um, hey, I got back to court. Yeah. So that was the most beautiful thing that I can ever experienced in my life coming back to Chicago. Exactly, yeah. Just seeing the see the Willis Tower, that, yeah. downtown MCC. I was happy to be back in yeah. MCC. Yeah, everything that we took for granted. Everything. The smallest things. Yes. Yeah. I was so happy you should see me. And you know what the crazy thing about it? Even the staff was happy to see me back. Yeah. They was like, welcome back, Miss Davis. And yeah. I said, I'm glad to be back. Yeah. So that sentence from 268, it went to 168. So I end up giving uh, uh, eight years back. Okay. You know, which brought so, me home. Um, so what was that a total of? That 14 years, 168? Uh, 14 years and six months. Okay. I supposed to have been home a little early, but I got in trouble at the cam, you know, dealing okay. with the cell phones. Yeah, that's kind you of know, that's yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, so I, I should have been home in uh, uh, after 12 years. But bad judgment. Right. Yeah. Caused me to get some okay. more time. So, so um, while you were in there, right? I know you got your business going right now. Was that something um, that you thought about doing while you're in there? Because you got a, a few things going on. You got the bank no. hall. No, no, okay, no. None of that was in my plan. Only thing was in my plan at the time was uh, to continue to utilize my time while 
during this time. Uh-huh. And I was always just sitting writing. Okay. After I gave the time back, I started getting involved in everything, teaching classes, yeah. uh, going to school, just really like getting myself, you know, involved in the school, teaching yeah. the stepper set down there, okay, you know, yeah. fashion shows. Yeah. I started writing books. And my first book I wrote was, you know, Chicago's Baddest Bitch, then okay. the second, Honor Thy Bitch, then Fire and Flame, and the list go on and on and on and okay. on. So I was, I just did So can those be there. found now on like Absolutely. Amazon? Yes, okay. yes. Right. You can find it on um, online bookstores, okay. Barnes okay. & Noble, Amazon, you know, all the all the online bookstores you can okay. find it. All right. So when you now you finally release. I'm finally releasing. You're home now. You're yes. Like, I gotta make a living. I gotta right? make because a living. Because you used to a certain lifestyle. I'm used to this lifestyle that uh, that's hard to explain. Right. To come home to nothing. Yeah. So when I when I when I finally got home to the halfway house, which that's where um, federal. Uh, uh, inmates now formerly incarcerated uh women and men go to is the halfway house uh i was hit with uh, a subpoena uh then i was uh was brought to my attention i received a letter you know saying that they was going to foreclose on my home so i'm thinking in my head so if you foreclose on my home where i'm going to go because that's where i paroled to okay so i was hit with so many things yeah so i knew that you know i gotta do something yeah. but i can't do what i did that landed me there the first right. time so it got to be something out here right. that I can do me, where I can make some money. Let me ask you this, though. Like, it, was, your, was your mindset changed even on that level? Like, you knew that you weren't going back to the streets? Like, without a shadow of a doubt? No. Okay. That's no. No. I'm going to tell you, when they first sentenced me, before they sentenced me, if the judge had said, well, I'm going to sentence you to 60 months, Ms. Davis, I was going back to the street. Yeah, no. Because that wasn't enough for me. I'm I'm honestly, I, I, mean, that was, too, yeah. hey, I was going back to the street to get some more money. Right. You know, but when the judge sentenced, to me, sentenced me to what he sentenced me to, yeah. oh, I give up. Yeah. I surrender. Yeah. I surrender because it's not often, you know, it's very selected few women that go to trial. Some get life and some get 20 years. Yeah. I went to trial and they hit me. Yeah. You know, so that was enough for me. That was a wake-up call, you know. So, I, I, no, it was no turning back for me. Okay. So, you know, upon my uh, halfway house experience, you know, I knew that I had to do something to, to survive out here in the streets. Okay. And my first, the first thing that I started doing, I kid you not, I started doing Uber. Okay. I started doing Uber to make some money because mm-hmm. I had a mortgage to pay. Right. I had to come up out of this foreclosure. I was behind, you know, and with the friends that I had that were supporting me, they helped me get this house out of foreclosure. Okay. You know, so with that, you know, so once I got the house out of foreclosure, I continued to grind so I can pay the light and pay the gas bill. Mm-hmm. And um, to just, you know, to put food in the house. And I got two grandbabies. I got to feed them now. They're looking up to me. Right. You know, so I, I wanted to launch my first uh, uh, organization, in which was the Talk to Me Foundation. Okay. And I had to rent a space mm. to launch that. I see. And they charged me like $600 to rent that space. Okay. But at that time, I still wasn't thinking that I needed to do just that. Okay. It didn't. It still didn't hit me because I still had some more work to do. Okay. You know, I just wanted to launch my baby. Right. And the Talk to Me Foundation is for kids whose parents are incarcerated. Okay. We make sure that kids stay connected with their uh, loved ones behind the wall. Right. But the following next year, I had to, um, I host another event for the Talk to Me Foundation mm-hmm. where now uh, I was part of different organizations, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, you know. Yeah. I need to, to yeah, yeah. I need to try to figure out how to do this here. And what really prompted me to do this here, I had was told that um, you could use my space to host your event. Mm. 
And I'm like, cool, you know, okay, because now uh, I got a sponsor, you know, Dr. Willie Wilson from Chicago. Okay. He's going to sponsor this event. So after I gave the person the date, you know, they told me that, hey, uh, I'm not going to be able to give you that date. You have to pick another date. I'm like, well, I need this date because I need to make sure Dr. Willie Wilson is here. Exactly. Everything is connected. To it's that connected day. to that. That yeah. is the reason why he gave me the money to right. do what I do. So that was like a slap in my face. Yeah. So, you know, I'm explaining all of this to my, my sister and my kids. Mm -hmm. And my kids like, Mom, you can't be mad at anyone. Mm -hmm. Get your own. There you go. Ownership is, is the model. That's so key. that's yeah. all you got to right. say yeah. to me. Right. Get your own. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I did. Okay. And I just been going ever since. All right. So now I got my own banquet hall where I can do what I want to do yeah. when I want to do it. So so how was, I know over the years you learned, like, how was how was it running a banquet hall though? Like what's the what's the benefits behind that? The benefits behind running a banquet hall is where you can host private events and you can price it to what you want it to be priced at. Mm. So the benefits is you getting paid. Okay. Yeah. And you can host all type of events right. privately. Yeah. Not publicly. Okay, so all right, you you, you put emphasis on that. So privately over public, like what's what's the, the benefit? Like you got you can serve alcohol or something. Is that yes? When you do a PPA, okay. yes, now you PPA, do a PPA. That that's a public public place where you got to have two bathrooms and people from the outside can just come in, just like a club. That's like a. Oh. It's just like a club. Hold on, but hold on, hold on. So if it's a public place, people anybody can just walk in there. Absolutely. And you got to have two bathrooms. Yes. But if it's private, can no anybody just walk in? Your private is for you and your guests. Okay. You do what you want to do. It's you and your guests, whoever you hosting, that is a private bank with no one from the outside that you're not aware of can okay. enter in your space. Now, is there some kind of a certification you need for that? Well, no. No. Okay. No, just make sure that uh, you make sure you get the right license, you know, okay. and you can have it, you know. You can, mine is like uh, uh, exquisite premier T-shirts and accessory plus private uh, uh, pop-ups, events. You is know. It, so is it, I see you put the t-shirts in I that. put the t-shirts in well, there. It was a reason behind that? Yeah, it's that, a reason that behind That you was kind of, you wasn't kind of pigeonholing yourself? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So we do the t-shirts and we do the accessories, you know, and we can host different pop-up. Okay. You know, but that's popular now. It's very popular. It's every, yeah. Everyone is doing it. Yes. And, and that's good because now yes. you, you can maximize. Somebody want to pop up, you can do, instead of doing something maybe just only on the weekend, just maybe a birthday, somebody doing a pop-up every day of the week. If that's what they want, yeah. That's what they want, right. And I'm yeah. here to serve them. Right. So yeah. do you charge a premium for that? Since it's a pop-up, kind of like, not even a last-minute thing, but it's it's a... You know, I just, I, I keep mine, honestly, I keep mine, you know, I'm, I'm with the community. Okay. I'm trying to give back to the community. I ain't trying to break nobody. Yeah. So I keep mine at $100 an hour. Okay, now you know? is that is that pretty fair? Uh, yes, to what, what absolutely. You, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, some, if, if the space is bigger, you, you know, mine is 1,300 square feet. So if you That's got nice one, size, yeah, it's, it's a nice size. But what if those that have 2,500 square feet, so you can charge 250 Okay. Or, you know, whatever you want to charge, it's, it's your place. Right. So you also serve food and stuff like uh, that? Then? No, I don't serve food. If you, if you book with me, you can bring your own food in. Okay. Okay. So that's the extra license you have to have. Uh, you don't need no license because it's a private. You can. It's a birthday. You bring your own food in. We don't have a kitchen. Oh, that's what I'm we saying. Have, so, right. so if you had a kitchen... With yes, that, if that, I had a kitchen. License and all that kind of yes, stuff. Yes, so now you have to get license for uh, uh, s s uh, sanitation, uh, 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 to be, to if 
who gonna cook? I don't. I, I don't have license to cook. Okay, right. you know. So whoever gonna be the cook for that event, they have to be licensed. Okay, okay. And but also, can, also, you have a like a car rental. Uh, as well. So does that tie in well with the with the bank home? It does. It does. We do good with it. You know, actually, the Beatty's Transportation actually is my brother, which is the founder of uh, Hashtag One Stop the Violence. Okay. Um, we have the. Uh, Bentley, okay. and we have the Suburban where, you know, we try to do package deal when we're doing prom, send off, free pass, gender reveal, uh, uh, women empowerment, men empowerment. Okay. Whatever you want to rent these vehicles for, yeah. we're going to make sure that we can cater to you because Exquisite Premier is where it's all about you. Right. So basically, if someone rents a banquet hall, you say, hey, I also have this complimentary service as well, which mm -hmm. is a Bentley or the Suburban. Mm -hmm. If they okay. want to connect it together, someone may think that it's uh, too pricey for them. Mm -hmm. But with the prom, we do good with the prom. Okay. Because everybody want to uh, drive in style. Exactly, yeah, definitely. But that's mm -hmm. only like a couple times, a, well, one time a year, though, it's right? A, it's only once a year. But yeah. you, then you got wedding, people who's getting married, right, yeah. bachelor, you know, they want to be picked up, drop okay. out bachelorette, they want to be picked yeah. up and dropped out. So it depends. Okay. But prom is really, really uh, big when it comes to doing the package deal okay. with Exquisite Premier. Okay. Okay, so how much can I expect to pay if I wanted to rent out the, the Bentley from you? Well, um, so for a pickup and a drop-off, that's $800. So okay. if, they, if they're going to book with us, mm -hmm. depending on how many hours they're going to book, just, okay. say, just say, for instance, they just want to do uh, two hours because it's a two-hour minimum. Okay. So that's $1,000. So guess what? I, I may charge them 800 so we're going to knock 200 off because right. they're booking together. So the person that's going to be hit on the end is the transportation service because I'm already giving it to them for $100. Okay, gotcha. But we'll work out a package with them. Yeah, we so, will. so some of your marketing and promoting, like what's the best way you're thinking? You're getting social, media. About social, social media. Social media and good. word of mouth. Okay. That's best. Word of mouth is always best. Yeah. You know, a word of mouth is always best with anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Instagram, social media, especially with the pictures of the Bentley and stuff like that, yeah. people kind of yeah. really and get kind of caught up with all that. Absolutely, yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Okay. So outside of that, what else you got going on? So outside of... um. The Talk To Me Foundation, outside of Exquisite Premier, I am getting ready to cut the ribbon on my new transitional house okay. for formerly incarcerated women. It's called the SOS House, Sister of Support. Okay, there you this, go. this is the first. Yeah. This is the first. So I'm in highly anticipating okay. cutting that ribbon. Now, is that private or are you doing things like with the federal government and the state government as far as with the people who's been released? So you're just doing it you know, market I, rate, so I, to speak. Aaron, actually, I would like to just continue to do it private. Okay. But I know that we're going to have some uh, mm -hmm. women coming from the state yeah. and, and from uh, uh, the federal. Right. You know, I want to deal with uh, women survivor of domestic violence. Okay. This house is going to be open to all of that. Okay. Uh, women are veterans. You know, I don't want to put no stipulation on who can come and who cannot come. Right. So was, it, was there any kind of special licenses you needed to do the halfway house? Or you just pretty much just... It's almost like an Airbnb. You just kind of rent you, it out I, to who you want to rent it out to. Well, I had to register, you know, okay. and I had to make sure that I asked the neighbors if uh, are they willing to welcome me into the neighborhood and mm. telling them what it is that I'm doing. Okay. And they had no problem with uh, with accepting me, open okay. arms, you know, because these people got to go somewhere. Yeah. And if you all don't want them back in to the community mm -hmm. where they grew up, and where they going to go? Right. No, Where they gonna yeah. go? Yeah. So what's what's one of the benefits, I guess, of a person going to your halfway house opposed to maybe the Salvation Army? They're gonna be treated like this is their house. Okay. And I know firsthand. Mm -hmm. I was there. 
So I, I'm changing the whole game. Y'all, yeah. the, SO, the SOS house would not treat any of them ladies like the Salvation Army treated me. All those stipulations that they made us go through, and right. you, 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 you was right. there, right? Exactly, yeah. So you know it was some stipulation, you know. Yeah. But I am gonna have some rules. I'm yeah, gonna no, lay down some rules. rules. Yeah. I'm just gonna lay down some rules, but I'm not gonna make it hard on the women. Yeah, you know. So, so how many uh, people this this household? Twelve. Oh, okay. I have nice uh, yes, I got three bedrooms on the first floor, uh, three bedrooms on the second floor. It's two to a room. Okay, that ain't bad. It's not bad at all. Yeah, it's not bad at all. It's a blessing. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Somewhere they can, like, their home. Yeah. In a sense. So, I, so they stay there basically for the duration six of Six months. You know, we try to give them six months, and then I'm uh, getting ready to do, uh, that is, that, that's step one. Then they got to go to step two. So the step two is where I'm, I'm in the process of looking for more property to make the women have a property where it's permanent, permanent mm -hmm. housing. Okay. Okay. You know, and if it takes some women a little bit longer to, yeah. to get themselves together, the SOS house is going to accommodate that. Okay. We're not going to put anyone out. Right. So, so it's one of the things you want to focus on is like uh, financial literacy and things of that we nature. We want, yes, we want to uh, uh, finan financial literacy. We want to uh, f uh, focus on some still don't even get their GED education. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to make sure that the women know about the credit. Mm -hmm. First time home buyer, mm -hmm. and um, just different programs that we're going to implement into uh, the SOS house to make sure that the women getting what they need: yeah. housing, clothing, yeah. jobs. Yeah. We want to make sure we cover. Uniting with that. the children. Oh, most oh, definitely, definitely, most definitely, yeah. most definitely, making sure they have that connect. Right. And uh, I am in the process now, waiting on the city to let me know if I'm about the land next to it because I want to do a garden. Okay. I want to do a garden. Teach them how to garden. All right. You know, because now with the food that's, you know, out here, we want to make sure our food is fresh from the garden. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So we want to implement it, that as well. Okay. All right. So so what else outside of the SOS house you got going? Because like I said, <laughs> you got a lot going on, which, well, which I mean, is a good thing. You stay busy. Well, uh, outside of that, uh, like I said, I'm focusing um, uh, my energy and my time on uh, building the SOS house, too. One in Chicago, because this one here is in Indiana. Oh, okay. This one here is in Indiana. That's the first one. Okay. And sometimes you have to step outside where you grew up at in order to get the support that you need. Okay. Because sometimes you're not, people are not supporting you or want to support what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm from the Austin community, and I, I, I'm I, involved with a lot of the things that goes on in the Austin community. And that's on the west side of Chicago. It's on the west right? side okay. with the Aldermans, you know. So okay. I had to step out and just, you know, uh, think outside the box. How can I do this here? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I started in Indiana. Yeah. So we're going to put one in Chicago. Okay. West side, Chicago, South side? Uh, it doesn't Whatever matter. Happened, right, yeah. Whatever happened, Whatever happened. Still it's, Chicago. It's, it's definitely, definitely still Chicago. Whether it's the west yeah. side, south side, north side, it's still Chicago. Right, yeah. And I think the biggest thing right now that I think that we all should be focused on for all the viewers that's going to be watching this here, don't think that it's really, really, really hard to overcome those obstacles. Mm -hmm. You mean coming out of prison or just obstacles as a whole? Just obstacles as a whole. Okay. Whatever you want, you can get it. Mm -hmm. It's all about being at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And I often tell people when I hear people say that this wasn't the right time. And I'm like, yes, it was. It's the time is now. 
Stop yeah. saying that. Stop limiting yourself. The time yeah. is right now. Yeah. You got to go get it. Definitely, yeah. And that's what I had to do. Right. And I started from, before I purchased this property, it, it, all my proceeds came from Exquisite Premier. That's how it happens, though. You know, you take one thing and then you bounce off and do something it's else with it. just like you're flipping it. Right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you flip it. Different product. Different Same product. Guy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, switching awesome. hustles. Definitely. But you also got a movement going on. It's free Michelle West. Yes. Definitely want to touch on that. that that's yes. very important. Young lady's been incarcerated for uh, since nineteen twenty seven right? years. Wow, that's a long Twenty seven years. On a life sentence. On two life sentences plus fifty. She got two life sentences plus fifty years. First time offender. Man, hold on. First time offender. Let's First get time the, offender. let's make sure the, the listeners know, right? First time offender, two life sentences plus fifty years. So Basically, after she's dead, they want to come back and do 50 years. Let me let That's me repeat right. that for you. Let me yeah. just let me go back and, okay. and say it. She got two life sentence plus 50 years. She had to murder a whole lot of people. She didn't murder anyone. Nonviolent drug offense. She's a it's a it's a drug it's a, it's a drug case. Right. However, it is a murder in the case. Okay. But the person who committed the murder right. got immunity. He set free. He's still out here living his best life. Okay. Wow. Ain't that something? It's more than something. How can a person digest that? Yeah. So, so yeah, so we do have a movement. It's the hashtag Free Michelle West. And uh, it's nationwide. You know, we're trying to bring this sister home. And I know that a lot of you guys have uh, been tuning in to see what Trump is doing. Mm -hmm. You know, by pardoning these women and giving these women clemency. Right. You know, so that's that's a good thing. So we just hoping that we can get this clemency from Michelle West. That's and, yeah. And Michelle West is real. Uh, um, so she's good. really really dear to me. So you you actually you met Miss West? Yeah, me and Miss West was roommate for uh, eight years. That was my bunkie. Oh okay. That was my bunkie. So this is definitely near. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know how it is to to be a bunkie with somebody. That's that's brother. Yeah, that's family. Sister. That's my yeah, big sister. Like you, I tell people all the time that. You could spend five years with someone in there, and you're with them every day. You're saying, you saying everything about them, and you have a close relationship with that person you had with someone you know for 25 years on, Absolutely. The, on the streets. Ain't that something? Yeah. She's my mentor from in there. Yeah. Do you know that this this woman edited my book? Yeah. She's the editor? Wow, yeah, no, definitely. She edited my stage play. Yeah. She even made sure that my 16-week pilot was intact for yeah. the reality show, Love After Lockdown. See, I, I always want to make sure that we highlight and really let the listeners know that how much talent is inside those prisons. Oh, wow. Like, people really? just maybe assume that most people in that are just kind of like languishing away, just kind of just doing their time and making license plates or whatever. Right, right unicorn. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's 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 so much talent. I've met some so of the much. most ingenious men behind those walls, and so that I, was one of the reasons why I do the podcast because I know that a lot of men and women, when they come home, they're going to create businesses, right? Absolutely. And yeah. I want to make sure that those stories get out there. That this is what you can do. Taking an idea, just like escaping the odds. Mm -hmm. I had this idea four years ago. I came on last year, and I jumped on top of it. I just wanted to change the narrative. Congratulations. You know, so it's, it's, it's so many different things. Thank you. It's so many different ideas that I have that I've thought about while I was in there. And like a buddy of mine just came home yesterday after like 15 years. Mm -hmm. And super talented guy. 
And so, of course, we'll be doing some some work together. But I just wanted to kind of just really highlight and let the audience know how sharp these men and women are, you know, <laughs> especially to be doing things like editing the books and so many different things. It's like it'll 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 blow your mind. You know, let me let me just let me just bring this to your attention. Yeah. When we talk about the talent and the people that we left behind, that's why it's so important for me to be the voice of the voiceless. Yeah, because she can't speak for herself, like a like. Other women, this and that, they can't speak for themselves. When I came home, and like I said, I was trying to do the uh, organization, get my 501c3, Mm -hmm. and it's a part that goes with that, which is the C4. So, What's the C4? The C4 is when you can do political acts. You know, you can go rally. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. So people need to put that in with their 501c3, a C4. Okay. So, um, See, it's fifty dollars. It's fifty dollars because you, I, I learn every week. I learn something. But different. here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I went to speak with someone to do my paperwork for me, yeah, they told me fifteen hundred dollars to just do the application and for I know the five hundred one. You probably just said, you know, I do this myself. No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't do. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I read the paper. And it's clear. But still, I didn't want to put the wrong thing down. So okay. you know what I did? What? I went right back to the prison. My sisters. Ooh, I went right on back to the prison. I yeah. said, hey. I emailed Michelle West. and said, hey, Michelle West, I need you to contact Rhonda because that's what Rhonda did. Yeah. That's how she got in there. Exactly, yeah. That's amazing. You yeah. know, someone told on her. Right. Oh, man. Right. But that's what she do. She writes 501 season. She does grants. So all I did was printed my paper out and put it in a yellow envelope and sent it back to her. Yeah. And I received it back and I sent it right on to Springfield. Right. Free of charge. Yeah, approved. Stamp. Just like that. So minus fifteen hundred dollars. All right. I saved right. fourteen fifty yeah, because right, I sent yeah. fifty dollars yeah, just exactly to print right. the papers yeah, out. Right. However, but we you you absolutely right. We got so many talented sisters and brothers in there. You know, anything that I need to have done, I'm not going outside. Yeah. To do it, I'm gonna email them sisters because I got some sisters in there and they some bad sisters. Yeah, I, I need know. you to write yeah. me a proposal, yeah. and I want you to start it like this here, and you word it. Yeah. Then I send it back. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I know there's some brothers in there too that you know just as good too. Yeah. One of my roommates just <laughs> now we speaking about that. One of my roommates, um, when I was uh, coming back on my appeal back to court, was Betty Lauren Matisse. That's Romeo. Yeah, I remember yeah. Her. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. was my man, and and she became like, not my mother, but a bigger sister. Right. Because we talked about things that I don't think that she would have ever talked about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's, and we 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 was in contact with with each other. Yeah, that's, that's good. The relationships that you that you build in there. Yeah. A lot of family. times are, are are lifelong, and sometimes people don't understand that. But you know, it's, it's been it's been great talking to you, like. I can't just let the audience know you're going to come back for next month because next month absolutely if he if yeah. he if he's willing to have me back no doubt I'm willing to come back because next month is second chance month which second is April. chance yeah and so I have some unique guests on I definitely want you to come back and kind of speak more about this whole free free Michelle, Michelle West, West. Yes. got got to get that out there yeah and um any other nonprofit stuff you're doing for men and women that's coming home so absolutely definitely but want to get on top of that. I don't. I, I want. I don't. I don't want to close just yet okay. without saying this here. All, right. all your listeners. Okay. All the ones that's going to be viewing and tuning in. Uh-huh. If you all can just do me a favor and come from the bottom of my heart, can you go on change.org and sign Michelle West petition? 
I got 146,000 signatures. I'm trying to get 150,000. Mm. Just go to the search bar and put in Michelle West, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, West, W-E-S-T. Sign the petition for me, and let's bring this woman home. Yeah, well, you heard it. Change.org. Change.org, definitely. Uh, we definitely appreciate you coming on. And um, again, you'll be back next month in a few back weeks. How can we find, how can we book space at Exquisite Premiere? You can find me on Facebook. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at Exquisite Premiere. The address is 5939 West Madison. If you want to contact me, the phone number to Exquisite Premiere is 708-858-3575. Okay. And also you got a book. Several oh, books or something. Yes, I have several books, but I brought this one right here with me. Okay. It's called Honor Thy Bitch. Right, you can find there. this book on um, any online bookstores. Okay. Um, and it's just one of the many things that I did while in prison. Okay. All of my books was written while I was in prison. Okay, perfect. So there's any other websites, or anything that you're doing that's related to anything that uh, they could reach out to and, and, and be in contact with you? Uh, they can visit the web page and they can find out uh, about up and coming events uh, at the talk to me foundation dot org. Okay. T A L K the number two foundation dot org. There's a lot of uh, posts that we didn't put up, you know, as far as up and coming events, things that we're doing. That's collaborating with different organizations like the Institution of Nonviolence, okay. the Stop the Violence. Um, um, just different ev- uh, uh, organization that okay. I collaborate with okay, um we have uh we do the coat book bag drive you know we're getting ready to hit the streets and ministry on the south side and the west side okay um and we're getting ready to talk to me foundation is getting ready to send a the second young girl off to prom and all expenses on exquisite premiere okay. and Beatty's transportation okay so and that is our way about that's my way yeah. of giving back Okay. To those young ladies whose parents are incarcerated. Oh, that's dope. I like that. Yes. I like that. That's perfect. That's perfect. And it's like you already had everything set up for that. Everything uh, with the, the banquet hall, the space, and, and the, the transportation, the whole nine. So it's going to be a great yes, experience for, the, for that child. Yeah. Perfect. And they get the opportunity to see their mother on TV because she's going to Skype. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Did that okay. last year and it was, it was beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's it, you all. Escaping the Arts podcast where we unlock freedom. And uh, we're celebrating Women's History, Women's International Women's Month. And I want to thank a couple of my sponsors, uh, Mr. Dean uh, DiPiero Consulting, um, dot com. You reach out to him for any kind of legal services. Um, and also Concerned Citizens of Cook County. Um, thank you all for supporting. And anyone else that want to support, uh, just reach out to me. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Escaping the Odds Podcast. Um, and I could be reached on Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere that platform, that podcasts are are played, I could be reached. So thank you all for tuning in, and um, stay free. Take care. Peace. There you go. You know what free is? What's free? Free is when nobody else can tell us what to be. Free is when the TV ain't controlling what we see. Told my n****s I need you. Through all the fame, you know I stay true. Pray my n****s.